I don't want to know when it starts. All right. Welcome to another podcast from Never From Concentrate. We do the whole all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right. Okay. My best, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, So I'm Valentine. Yeah, you have such a radio voice right now. Do I? Yeah. Um, just say I'm what your name to... is, man. Go I'm not going to say my name. Okay, right. he's... Figure it out. He is, uh, he is figured out. It's a terrible name. Um, and today we have a special guest to, uh, with us in uh, Figure It Out's bedroom. And uh, he is Mr. Herschel Pandya. Good pronunciation, man. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Valentin. You've got your NPR voice going on. <laughs> just before, he was just talking like he was a seven-year-old schoolboy. Yeah, I put my pro voice on. <laughs> that was a great Rachel, what, how are we going to, like, what's your role in life for you? Like, uh, a social commentator? Uh, you mean, like, how I define myself? Yeah, like, That's what do you mean? That's a question to ask, man. What do you, so... What's I, your resume? Tell us your resume right <laughs> no. now. So I was reading, like, you know, what's what are good icebreakers with girls and stuff? And someone was oh, saying, God. what what uh, what keeps you up at night? Or, like, what... Uh, don't say, like, what do you do? You get to say, like, what's, uh, what's keeping you busy right now? Because then people can say whatever they want. They don't have to say, like, I work at a, you know, Excel slave shop. <laughs> right, 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 right. That sounds like a horrible place to work at. <laughs> um, no, that's a that's um, true. It's Go a ahead. good question. I mean, I guess I, uh, I, I, the hope is that I'm a writer, but for the most part, right now, just working, getting that daily grind on, which is a really boring answer. So what do you? I'm actually a visionary. You know, what I mean, like, I, I liken myself to Kanye West. You know, I see, uh, I see music in colors. Yeah, what's that called again? Uh, synesthesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. synesthesia. Um, so, what do you? What's your nine to five job though? What your, your I work, work in marketing and communications for a niche software company. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. It's literally not a yeah, single. Niche. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So yesterday, I kept saying genre and <laughs> several times. Like, no, it's not genre. What it's genre? But he's like, genre. now you're. Yeah. That's what he. That's what he started doing. He started doing it in a French way. I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, je, and then onra, like regular onra, but it's just a je at the beginning. And it's not to say that it's right. It's just cooler because I. It, I'm a descriptivist. You're not a, you're not a prescriptivist. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing that's right or wrong. You're not. You're not that's... a pharmacist. You're uh, a biologist. You just describe the world. You don't. Prescribed. I don't know. <laughs> there was some. I, I like where you were going with it. Yeah. That was good. I um, respect where you're going with it. Do you know what I learned recently? That um, so I was watching this thing. Uh, <clears throat> common mispronunciations of random things. Uh, so how do you say Jake's last name? The actor. Amir. No. Like Jake. No, it's not. It's no? apparently Gillenhall. Gillenhall. It's. He did it on, uh, I think, some like late night show or something. But like everyone mispronounces it. That must be so fucking annoying. He's like, Jesus Christ, it's Gyllenhaal, people. I mean, having gone through life with a very difficult name to pronounce, you have to... One thing is if you actually care to, some people just submit and they're just like, I'm just going to take it. It's fine. So how do, how do most people pronounce figure it out? Well, it depends on the it depends on the context of how I introduce, I'm being introduced, whether they're reading it on paper, then it's ratchet. And then they make a dumb, recently a dumb ratchet related joke with, yeah. you know, oh, you're like a ratchet girl. <laughs> a 
still don't understand that. Like, I've, I've no, I've never yeah, heard anybody say that. Have you heard anybody say that? Right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So it's, uh, you know what it means. You're not right? urban, you know. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like the modern equivalent of ghetto. It's like this coded language. Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of racist to a certain extent. It's like, oh, you uh, ratchet girl, so you grew yeah. up in a bad socioeconomic environment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of. Uh, like, it's similar to, like, ghetto I'm, jokes yeah, are, you know. I'm ghetto, yeah. yeah. I, I have to fix my shoe. It's like, oh, did you eat cereal with water? <laughs> You're not fucking ghetto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then the, the only problem I have with that is that if you come up with a good joke and like are clever about it, then I'd be like, okay, cool. But it's mostly like, hey, you know that reference. I know it, and that's it. Then they're just like, ha, ha, ha. cool reference, bro. Yeah, yo, your references—they're out, out of control. control. Out of control. Bro. Well, before that, did you get the tool though? We're like Ratchet, like the... no. It was, before that was cool because it was the game Ratchet and Clank. They're like, yo, where's Clank? I'm like, yo, you want to be Clank? I'm looking. <laughs> and you do stupid shit like that. But then it became this. So then I, it took me years to come up with Ratch like Dutch, and then you could talk about the Netherlands, Amsterdam, sometimes it. And that, that every time works 100%. I went to a house party yesterday or the day before. So I had to introduce myself like, you know, 20 times. I didn't know most people there. 20 out of 20. Rutch like Dutch. It. But no, you... And then I say Rutch at, at the end. Christian, did you, have you ever had any like any people mispronounce your names or um, did you have like nicknames? Yeah, so like... Uh, like uh, mostly at house parties and bars, it's just loud. I was like, hi, my name's Herschel. And they're like, Perschel? It's like, no, Perschel's not a name. What are you talking about? Um, so that, but also like my nickname growing up, which I never really uh, endorsed, was like Hershey, like the chocolates. Yeah. yeah. It's almost as bad as Ravi, like ravioli. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not great. Hi, I'm Ravi, like ravioli. Like, <laughs> Did you actually do that? He says that. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> a friend of mine. <laughs> cousin um, of Herschel. Yeah, cousin of Herschel. That's a yeah. friend of mine. Friend of all of ours and cousin of Herschel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Stop hogging ravioli. But you, you share. Rachi, you also had when I first met you. Why are you pointing at me so aggressively? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> You're like you. You can't see this, but he went my yeah. personal good visual joke, guys. Personal good, good, good radio yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Great radio. <laughs> we'll talk about stuff you can't see yeah. for the next ten minutes. Yeah, there's a poster on the wall, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just watch a bunch of YouTube videos and talk about those. We should, talk, we should also talk about reality. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, no, you, you had a nickname. You called yourself Chuck. Yeah, because for my last name. My last name is pronounced... And you told people you were Portuguese. No, that was one night when I was going through existential angst after breaking up with my horrible girlfriend that I needed to feel the love of a random girl from a bar and so you call yourself Chuck and you're Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. What but being Portuguese is, is completely unrelated to that. No, it's just <laughs> he said he, he thinks he kinda looks No, Portuguese. I said I made up a story. I was like Chuck from New York and I was Portuguese. That was just something. I was stupid. It was when I was like 21, you know, make me feel very uncomfortable by bringing this shit up, Valentine. Well, okay. That is not who I am in any way, shape, or form anymore. I feel uncomfortable even saying any kind of white lie. It was a big deal to tell Herschel. You said, what do you mean? You told me that you brought Herschel over because of a white lie. No, I, he's going to come over anyways. I, told, I said, doing that white lie, I had to think about it, and I said it was net positive because he would prepare for his then. So basically, we were going to do open mic yesterday but we're not allowed to do open mic because we suck because it's saturday night and i decided not to tell herschel because that way herschel would have practiced and he did practice and he got nervous about it and he had a whole day of working about it so i was like this is a good white lie this is something i i i can accept not telling him that 
we're not going to get to do it. Okay, let's let's not procrastinate our uh, you know putting off the topic any longer and talk about what we talked about. Which I was mean, if you are to do a procrastination topic, this is the most poetic way to I do it. I know. It's all it's like this is honestly it, 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 it made me so feel long. great that this is and it's procrastinated our next topic. It's like not even before it started, it was procrastinated. No, no, no. But think about during this, think about the story that we tell, right? Like we, we were so every week we were so good with ourselves. It was perfect. We were like it was regimented. And then we did the topic of procrastination. No, no, no. We didn't do the topic of procrastination. We did the topic of productivity. Productivity. That got sidetracked <laughs> into a conversation about procrastination. That's too good. It's too good. And it wasn't even planned. It just happened. I brought it up because I procrastinated and I had to talk about it. And then you guys just ignored the whole productivity talk. Well, they're intrinsically linked for me. Like, if I'm... You're right. Be doing anything, so how, how do we start this whole thing? What did you even ask? You said something about Richard Branson. No, I. So the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember actually. Exam. Had an exam two days. Um, like I'm, the day that I read that book. Two days. Like it was two days later. Everybody was studying in the library. The book is Richard Branson's. Online. Losing my version. And this is when I was like. Yo, I don't want to do dentistry. Like, you know, what is this like startup stuff? And I just got like enthralled in this book. So I spent, and, and for me, reading takes a long time. I have AD, I'll like, you know, read like for 20 minutes, then I get distracted by something on YouTube, then get distracted by something on my phone, and then I'll go back and do that. So like that procrastination trance that I went in, I read almost the entire book when I was supposed to be studying for my one exam. And I mean, it was, there like a lot of things that I didn't like about the book, looking back on it, but like that book was so important to me in like making certain decisions in my life then. And yeah, I had some exam. I didn't even know what the course was. So like there's these, the whole point was that there's these, I think it was in relation to what you brought up with your exploration of, uh, or you brought that up afterwards with your exploration of that story with, uh, the Russian yeah. um, thing where you wouldn't have ever learned that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't know what you're not going to learn. And there you get into like a, a state of mind where you can explore these things in a different way. And they feel like they're more memorable when you procrastinate versus when you have nothing to do and you're just like, Oh, I can go read about this Richard Branson guy, or think, I can read about, but do you this. think that's a little bit of a, like, we say that, but don't you think that's a little bit of a rationalization where, I mean, if we were just on top of things, we'd also have time to do stuff. And like, you know? I mean, that's like, that's what we got to, like the romanticization of procrastination. Yeah. Like you, 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 when you do it, it becomes more of a beautiful thing when you look back as long as you kind of take care of your shit at the same time. But if you end up being, you know, completely broken homeless by the end of the situation, it's really hard to romanticize over it. Yeah. So the the other thing you brought up in your first post was uh, this like GDP thing that we totally ignored. I think. <laughs> what did I say? I, you I said forgot. it was the three day week. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So no three day weekend. So four day week, three day weekend. Um, and you talked about Australia. How there's a lot of uh, vacation Wait. time. Which but so. Man, Australians travel like crazy. Amsterdam, like it was just pure Australians. It's wherever you go, it's just Australians. Just Australians. Like, we were talking. and Herschel were talking yesterday, and I was just like, I don't ever want to get a full time job. I just, I don't want to. I'd rather be poor and have multiple yeah. part time jobs, and like it's kind of romantic, but like you're just romanticizing it. No, it's actually genuine. Like I'm applying to stuff, and like I don't want to do this. This makes me feel the whole cover. Literally, we were talking yesterday. Yeah, the, the cover, cover letters, letters. It's just like 
And LinkedIn? Oh, I hate LinkedIn no. so much. <laughs> okay, so this is what I was saying yesterday. Like, when you are applying for jobs and you have to write a cover letter saying why you want to work at that job, it's the most depressing thing in the world because you don't want to work at that job. <laughs> <laughs> you never, like, well, okay, I, come I can't on. wait to facilitate communication between these two random people so that's, help Procter and Gamble prosper. Who gives a shit? But that's not fair <laughs> because there are lots of jobs where... It's like people legitimately want to work at them, and, and that's like less, that's less true than that is. More yes, true. I agree, but that's not to say that all jobs. Yeah, I, mean, no, I don't right. think he was saying that. I yeah. think I think it was most. You can you can interpret if your comment is that it's not saying all. Just interpret. Well, most. I feel like because most of the jobs, that, like a lot of the people I know have been applying to, are not like that. They're more like you know, I'm I'm doing grad school, and and if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do this. Um, probably because they're still kind of like, you know, romantic about it. And then once they have no money. And- <laughs> <laughs> then they start talking to the recruiters on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sell out. So maybe that's the thing. You can't sell out. But wait, let's just, let's just continue. And so do you think, um, what about a three-day weekend? Do you think that would increase productivity? Because I do think, so I worked in like federal government setting, right? And um, I definitely think that people <laughs> did probably... The most productive pro- people probably did three days of work um, in a week. The, and like five on, hours a day or something On, like on average, I think most people did maybe a day of work. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe an hour or two every day for five days. Um, and so then like why pretend – I don't know. That, this has been irking me for a while because I think it's just like this Puritan work ethic that people would rather go somewhere and pretend like they're working <clears> just <throat> to make themselves and other people feel better. Then just accept it's, it and, and just say, you know, like... Yeah, I, it's yeah. a very old school mentality. Like if you, you know, Nick, uh, the bank, uh, Akash's cousin, he's yeah. a banker in New York. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me he has to stay until all of his bosses leave, even though he's done his yeah. work four or five hours that. ago. They can see his screen, so he has to pretend to do work or make... <laughs> like actually, it was like, whoa... I could not do – I would rather like be in a homeless shelter. I could not do that, man. Like that is just it, – it's so uh, fabricated. It's so – unlike it, it, I don't know. And especially in the context of the, the banking world, like I couldn't I, – I, I don't know how people – how even the bosses want that from like somebody. That, that it's, just, it's on one extreme of the situation, right? Yeah. Like engineering is a little bit nicer. You can have ping pong tables at these places because they know people need incubation time. They do research and stuff. Yeah. So they have three-day weekends, right? Like there is, I mean, probably more extreme in the engineering world. But, I mean, there's definitely some movement that should be done in like, I don't know, office jobs or whatever kind of jobs you're in. You don't have to just show face for the sake of it. Well, when you're pretending to care about what you're working for, productivity, unfortunately, like, you can't be productive for eight hours a day doing that at all. Like, it's impossible. So, like, and most people are productive three or four hours a day, and the rest of it, they're just either staring out the window or fucking just on incognito mode all tabbing when their boss comes in or whatever. (laughs) But I think think it's it's probably holdover from... You know, if you're working in a mine and you, you're there and you're hitting stuff, you can hit stuff for eight hours probably, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. your la- labor work is yeah. easy to do for longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the mental work, I don't think you can just like purely like be <clears throat> focused. And it doesn't even have to be hard mental work. Yeah. It can even just be like Excel slave workshop. Like yeah, if yeah. you're doing that, I was in that for a bit. I Did I ever tell like you that? entry or something like that? Yeah, I did a part-time oh, account accounts uh, receivable job. Oh, no. 
Yeah, accounts receivable. Dude, I, I so I payable. Did, no, accounts payable. Job. I just finished marking three hundred twenty midterms. I had to just entering the marks for that into like an Excel spreadsheet. I, I was like, I wanted to kill myself. Like, I, <laughs> dude, you know, I had to make a game out of it. I would time myself because it was literally data entry, then counting things and like putting things in a, a slot and then putting it like mindlessly in a spreadsheet, like. One of the worst points of my life was then. I was still living home with my parents. All of my other friends and shit had moved out, and I had to travel to Brampton to go to this part-time job. This is right before Tough Mudder, actually. I don't know if you know what I if I rem- if you remember that time. Yeah, yeah. And God, like, just soul sucking. And like the environment, there was this old secretary who used to smoke five packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> like, it was just such at, a... Did you work at, like, the Madman Advertising Shop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Madman Advertising Shop, and 40 years happened, and she was still around as a secretary. Like, what are they She wasn't cute anymore. So, this is... Uh, we didn't talk about this, but this is sort of leads to another topic that I think is interesting to discuss is... I just read an article saying that, um, well, there's a lot of them like this, how AI and robotics will take over all these jobs and we're not going to have nearly the same amount of jobs in the future uh, for everyone to do. And so what should people do? And one of the proposals is, well, you know, we've become so efficient at creating food and, um, you know, houses and shit that it's just a fact that most people do not, won't have to work. At this point, there's like not most people, but at some point, it'll probably be most people will not have to work. And so as a society, what, do we think that's okay that most people won't have to work? Like, or is everyone going to get really pissed and jealous and people just still have to find something to do, like some like placeholder job just so society is still like cohesive? Why can't you just have gym class all day? <laughs> you well, know, I actually was thinking, I mean, we should have adult gym classes. That'd be so much fun. Like, athletes, man. No, but gym class as in, like, you don't know what's going to happen. You oh, just go to gym class, in. and they're like, to pick teams, you play dodgeball that sometimes. That's obesity, yeah. That could, like, yeah. Seriously, I would totally be down for that. Play games with parachutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> capture the flag. So, Hershey, what do you think? Okay. You, you've probably read some of these so articles. I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking about that, though, right, is the reason we have to work is to justify the capitalist economy right like when people aren't working then there's no intrinsic value to your well not intrinsic but you're not getting paid so you can't perpetuate the economy you can't perpetuate the social contract I guess so but I mean maybe we just alter that's where you take a step back and alter, alter the contract yeah. a little bit just say like you know what I'm not working because uh, everybody has to work I'm working because uh, <laughs> you know I, I want to work but I understand that I don't have to necessarily but 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 my quality of life will be worse it doesn't mean i'm going to be dying on the street but say we get to a point where everybody can have a certain amount of money that gets them like a very modest home and just food to live and anything beyond that you have to work and so sure if you want to just do nothing and and sit at home that's your prerogative and i I would be comfortable with that for the most part i don't think I don't think that's a bad thing. You say that you have a lot of lazy members inside. I'd rather have lazy members that aren't dying on the streets than lazy members who are, like that we just say in the capitalist framework. Oh, if you get to right the point, now they're dying on the streets. Yeah. So if we can get to the point where food, like, like technologically speaking, we can support, you know, a certain Maslow, like a certain baseline of Maslow's hierarchy for society, that's great. Like I, I would rather have that and see more. But see, like lots of people vehemently disagree with that they say this is bullshit people are just gonna free ride and so society is gonna fall apart 
They're not gonna. So do you do you believe that, or do you think people are gonna still work? People still know? like people who need want to express themselves are gonna express themselves one way or another. It'll be gym class on Mondays. It'll be you know I don't know Taekwondo Tuesdays. Like they'll do some. They'll do things. The people are social. They'll want to go out. They'll be. I don't have ideas. Hopefully, you can try and create. Uh, you know how Pixar was designed, like a creative uh, institution. You can create a creative society, like. Organize certain that's things. That's like that a, way. you're describing like a utopian. That's no, but I, I, you're trying to get at a more positive turn from what we have, and technology getting to a point where you can support a certain more utopic type of environment. I, I guess in the, please in the, turn off your cell phones <laughs> before <laughs> departing on the aircraft. The NFC <laughs> aircraft. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was my grandma, okay? She's, she's worried. You should have taken the call. We yeah. have I know. Like, hey, grandma. His grandma's really cool. I would imagine so. They used to do poetry together. So when they were like, she's a Russian lit professor. So. That's dope. I yeah. don't have that relationship with my grandmother at all. She yeah. orders me to get her food, and I do it. <laughs> my grandmother just guilted me into like trying to get educated. <laughs> I disappointed her. She's dead now. Okay. So, take, take <laughs> this, go, yeah. this uh, logic. You guys didn't like my morbid joke and made me feel more uncomfortable. <laughs> you have to laugh at it, otherwise it's horrible. Yeah. Okay, so in this scenario where AI has replaced a lot of the menial labor job, whatever, whatever, yeah. um, I guess the what we what would be necessary in society is to have a government to, or, or some sort of job where you someone's maintaining the AI machines, they're uh, making yeah. sure everything's running smoothly. So there would, and, be, there would be new jobs created, but yeah. I think that in this the scenario, net be the net would be still negative. Yeah, right? yeah. So there still wouldn't be enough jobs. You're saying, especially because so many pe- more people are going to be But are you saying like you'd have to have a trusted source? Is that what you're getting at? Or? Well, well, yeah. So like if, if, if the scenario is that everyone has this baseline, they're sitting at home, whatever, then it's the government clearly who's taking care of the AI machines. Right. In that, in, in, in that world, they need taxes from somewhere. In that world, that people who need to work to pay those taxes. Right. There's, so, and, and that's where the whole freeloading, I don't like to use that word because I don't, I lean left or whatever. Yeah, like that's yeah. where that argument comes in. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's still a capitalist framework. I don't think it's not yeah. a capitalist because I, th- I like I think competition is beautiful when it works well. Uh, you get a lot more creative ideas that way. It's good for consumers and it's good. It's I mean Queen Street is one of my favorite neighborhoods in the whole wide world, and it's there because Queen Street in Toronto. Yeah, Queen Street in Toronto, not Queen we have Street. International in listeners here. Yeah, Ooh, at least like, <laughs> traveling to like New York or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten years from now, you'll listen to this. Yeah. Russian famous. They're gonna like kill this podcast when you're becoming a mayor because you said some dumb joke. Yeah. Yeah. I, joke I know you're reminding that. everyone to go yeah. back yeah. and look at the archives. So go back and look at Valentine's racist jokes. We're 22 minutes in, no one's gonna listen to yeah. this. <laughs> just, just test them. Yeah. Test how good the PR firm you're. Hold on, man. I think if we do more visual oriented jokes, look everyone. Valentine is currently faster. Yeah. Yeah. We're Circle a little jerking right now, guys. <laughs> this is what NFC is. We all agree with each other. It's good to put the uh, NFSW uh, tag on this one. That's good. It's like parental advisory um, for what's it called? Ice Cube, Strata Compton. That's what got them like their street cred. Yeah. NF- NFSW. NSFW. Not safe for Well, it's a Not parental advisor sticker, right? <laughs> what? The parental advisor yeah. sticker? Yeah, we just put a big one over it. It became a badge of honor. Oh. Yeah, that's how... I didn't, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Did you watch the movie or no? No, I haven't uh, seen it. Okay, Herschel, so you... Let's let's keep going with our post here. So you 
uh, responded to Rutchett, who basically talked about productivity, and you turned it into procrastination. So your fault, basically. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the well, gift and the curse. Well, because what I was, I, was, I was going off of his idea of there's something being indulgent about procrastination when you have something to do. Yeah. And I think... It's like a treat. Yeah. yeah. And I think... In Instant that, gratification, I think. Like, for yeah. me... For, yeah, sorry, go on, yeah. No, no, I, I just, like, I think that there's a certain degree to which that's true because, like, people are more, most productive in the area that they're actually interested in when they're not forced to be doing... Mm, but, like, okay, so I understand that, and I've heard that many times, but sometimes you're most productive say you're most like you know active in the area that's just <coughs> the easy the path of least resistance sometimes you don't like like you know like browsing i'm not passionate about browsing reddit but for me that's like speak for yourself man i'm very <laughs> passionate about that if, if i've spent days <laughs> i would be fucking productive man also some... multitask with like netflix in the background it's, you know what's funny about that is like every now and then there'll be a thread on like Ask Reddit about like yeah what other websites do you use? yeah I saw that and every it's time everyone's like uh, Reddit like yeah, there's, there are other websites the fuck are you talking about you close it and then you open it again. again realize what am I doing and you open it again and hope that there's something new that's pretty much what you do sometimes you incognito to go on those default subreddits you're like what is this and that's like really changing the game that's like a wild Wednesday you know? do you mean other subreddits that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what were you saying? So we were talking about. Uh, you're saying the idea is that the the thing you're most passionate about is the the thing you spend the most time on. Yeah. So it, it, like, if in that case, Rutchett said he learned all this stuff about himself through that Richard Branson autobiography. No, I, there's a little bit. I, I don't. I meant it was a point. But you, I'm sorry. Richard Branson is your spiritual leader. Don't do that. <laughs> You will only fly Virgin Airlines from now on. <laughs> only listen to music on Virgin Records. He's our spiritual king. You have, to, you have to pay the cancellation fee on your Rogers account and switch to Virgin Mobile. I probably now should. We should get a sponsorship at this yeah. point, right? No, what up, Virgin <laughs> for Canada? For listeners who are us. That also goes up to the other like Virgin listeners. <laughs> not, not like Virgin listeners, but like Virgin subscribers no, who like, are on Virgin. Or no, like people who haven't had sex who are listening. Yeah, to that's what I was talking about. Uh, I said, "What up, Virgin Canada?" Uh, and I was like, "The vir- the popu- subset of the Canadian population that yeah. has had that not has had no sex." I can't speak <laughs> English. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Herschel. So, so we keep derailing. Yeah, no, I, I think what it, what it was was. Just Should we like, do it again just for fun? <laughs> I don't Sorry, think the point of making it all dick. that salient anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am just like talking for the sake of talking. What does that mean? People do on podcasts. I'm sorry. I was, uh, I made a joke on Twitter, I was like, if you listen to enough podcasts, eventually you're just listening to the strained conversation of two strangers, because, like, it's not always great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Sometimes it's good, like, I've listened to a few, just on Apple, I've listened to a few podcasts, it's, it's bad when it's in the middle, when it's just, like, both hosts agree, and they're, like, very cordial, and you're just like, unless they're talking about something super interesting, you're just like, whatever. But if, the, if you can tell, one guy's kind of, like, pissed off at the other <laughs> guy, it's great, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah fuck yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Whenever they agree, it's not perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the point I was making was uh, that there's something like procrastination can often drive you to do that thing, although it does often 75% of the time result in scrolling Reddit or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to play a card right now. Uh, B word. There's something in between there that's yeah. probably true. Like you, you indulge into things that you naturally enjoy, like music maybe or 
you know, Reddit, which leads you to other like TV shows or go on this and go on You're that. Right, Ratchet. Bitches ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? That B word. That's a long B word. It's more <laughs> problematic stuff in Valentine. I don't know. I'm disassociating myself with this. You know? B phrase. I'm trying mean. to not get that Trevor Noah curse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I also... I, yeah, I want Stephen Harper to run an ad for me. <laughs> Bounty, just not ready. Bitch, and then play that clip and be saying, bitches in shit. There, there's the other part of uh, the... the like I, When we were talking about like not applying to full-time jobs, it's because I don't... I don't... I, I have slowly am realizing that like getting a huge career or like you know, being really successful in a corporate capitalist framework is not important to me. So procrastination is more romantic to me because the stuff that I do when I procrastinate is just more just like free, like free exploration of random crap, you know, and I, I'll rather allocate time to just like read for myself or do NFC. Like this is an exact example of that. But, but this is so much more important than like like a job that I'll ever have or some deadline I'll ever have. Yeah, but okay, we're we're like pigeonholing the job into like the like very stereotypical job, yeah, like so crushing thing, yeah. job. Like for instance, um, uh, Mich- uh, not Michelangelo, um, Da Vinci was like a very well-known procrastinator. He had like all this shit in his notebooks and he could have done so much more, but he just procrastinated the shit out of everything. Yeah. And so we look back now, and it almost feels like selfish, right? You're like, holy fuck, you were this genius. You could have made all these other things, but you didn't do it. And it's like, yeah, it's maybe it's not, we're like, who are we to say? He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I would say. But, who are we to but say? But don't you feel that sort of like... Why? What does he owe? Like, what does he, he owe anything? Exactly. Then but isn't it a little sad, though? It's a, fun, it's a little sad, but like, that's it. He is his own person. He decides what he wants to do. He... It's really but maybe, nice. But maybe he wanted to do more stuff, but because he was that's a lazy fine. shit. That's fine. Like, maybe he didn't romanticize as much as I have, and I'm not going to do anything at all, which is probably good. I probably need more fear in me to, like, get anything productive done. <laughs> Pretend to murder me unless I get the next NFC post up. And maybe I'll get it up, actually. I don't know. What do you think, what do you think Rachel? I'm just saying, I feel like um, the, the line I use in the thing is I'd rather... Uh, watch five conspiracy theory documentaries and update my LinkedIn profile. Because <laughs> yeah. like, whenever you don't want to do the thing, everything else is more interesting. Yeah. Which is uh, so maybe it's just a, a little yeah. bit of grass is green on the other side. Yeah, right? yeah. Because like you just because you don't want to do this one thing, everything else seems way more appealing. You're like, oh, I'd rather just like yeah, like I really <laughs> you know, but there there is still something in. Like I, it's a linear fashion of the way a job works. There are jobs that are really cool that aren't jobs. Those are rare. It's just the structure, the natural occurring structure of the corporate world of like there's a boss, there's a cover letter process no matter what, right? There's this like selling process and all of that, all of that like stuff, You if you can get through it and get to a cool company and a cool team and stuff, it's cool, but even that process is yeah, just so. so I, I don't like it at all. I'd rather, like, you know, honestly, I'm considering just tutoring a lot more and, like, continuing my shitty bartending job and maybe doing some software stuff and being yeah. poor. And, like, that's 
more fun for me than like just to avoid the job hunting process like and then you have to have managers and you have you, people will be like oh you can speak english do you want to be a manager I'll be like no i don't want to manage people like i just want to like talk to people you know and it's just then i don't know that it gets so, to that natural structure that makes me feel uncomfortable so it's interesting because more. i think um i was thinking more about this because i have i have days <laughs> where i feel like that but i have also other days where i feel like a roman one of those um, senators who's like, you know, trying to fight for the top and he's like super vicious and like backstabbing. Because sometimes I just, I just, I told you, I like, this is a terrible segue, but I kind of want to go into politics. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Roman senator yeah. who's a but, vicious backstabber. Yeah. Okay, Machiavelli. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and what's his phrase? Bitches, bitches ain't shit. <laughs> This is going to be a Rob Ford campaign. <laughs> Bitches ain't shit. I'm going to backstab people. Vote for me. The By the way, I have a PhD in something. Who knows, man? You're going to end up hosting SNL. Donald Trump. If I get like the DRL or the downtown relief line done, I think people won't care. Um, no, but so sometimes I feel like I'm... And I, I think the system feeds into that whole sort of ambition, right? So some people just want... They want to be like those Siberian Huskies that we, we discussed before the podcast. Like they want to run and they want to feel like they just have all this burst of energy and they they want to take the next step every time. They don't care if there's the, there's some end goal. They just want to take the next step. They want to feel like you know they're progressing a grade. They're going to the next. The thing. rush of an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean I get that because the rush of finishing a post for NFC is fantastic. Like yeah, yeah. my favorite quote for writing, Hunter S. Thompson. Writing is like the opposite of sex. It's only good when it's over. Yeah. Right? Like when you yeah, when yeah. you finish it, you're like, whoa, this exactly. is... Uh, that's great. Real. I've never heard that quote. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite quote. It's Because yeah. that's what it is. That's why I like yeah. it. Because I hate it the entire time. It's like, yeah. this is... I'm an idiot. What a cat. I'm not even having anything yeah. to say. This is shit. This, is shit. this and, sentence is shit. Yeah. That sentence is even worse. What am I doing? And then just leave. And then you're like, okay. Yeah. And then you finish. You're like, okay, this is actually not bad. The one time that it's yeah. not bad. And you're like, okay, this is why I do this. And sometimes you go back and read it. You're like, yo, I'm that. <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> the rare time you do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it bothers me that the two of you are good writers and you have no aspirations of writing and it's like what are you doing like I like I have some like, I think I have like some mild talent and then I read Red Jershin like oh these guys are just as good as me and they have no aspiration of actually doing this so, fuck you guys no 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 but here's no. the thing about writing there, there's Lots of people are good at writing, but not a lot of people have a th something to say. So uh, I think usually it's more about having something to say and having the work ethic to go through and like you know spend the time and, and whether you're writing a novel or you know <coughs> putting the time for something else. I, I think it's more that like for me it always feels like writing. Maybe some people have a much diff more difficult time, but for <coughs> me, if you put in the time and you really are honest with yourself. You can edit it down to something that sounds good eventually, you know. So yeah. So, I, so so for me, I think it's it's lots of people are good, but it's whether or not you like. For me, when I follow your Twitter, Herschel, I, I think you have lots of interesting things to say, and I. So it's not that you're like you know I I'm like wow this the flowery language. Well, you're not reading you're reading his Twitter. You can't you can't really no. base like a flowery language from a hundred. No, fine, characters. fine. But read his Facebook guys, posts that are no, gold. My yeah. Twitter yeah. has. Fucking pros. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Hemingway of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have something to say. Like yeah, to yeah, answer okay. Herschel's question. Yeah. So I recently went to one of my coworkers' book launch. Yeah. Right, and this guy 
he has been through shit, hell, and over again to get this book launched. Like so many random part-time jobs to like. I think he started writing it in 2009. And 2015, currently, as Justin Trudeau told us recently. Yeah. <laughs> 2015. <laughs> Thanks, bro. What's the date? <laughs> um, <One drop. laughs> yeah. I know, but like he went through so much of so much shit to get this done. And I was asking him even before the launch was coming around, like we had a shift together. And I was like, you know, are you, uh, how are you feeling? Like I was talking about more of like the romantic side of, you know, writing a book. And he's like, I just want to, I just hope this sells. And he's just like purely like, I, this is like my, he's a kid, like, you know, one year old kid. He's like, I just want this to sell. And this is, and I get it because like you put so much, your life, soul, blood into this whole operation. You, you need to valid, like your, every writer's has a validation and wanting to be liked, you know, like we were talking about yesterday. So you need to validate that. You need to see that through. But there's the other side of the coin where when you just write for the sake of writing, there is like it's a purely romantic pursuit where there's no you don't get lost in the corporate structure of those things which well, which I, I will say like well I'll, I'll rebut my own point which when he like when he was telling me about the whole process and like the editing process that he has when there is some forced structure like there is in school there's forced structure for you to learn something or have a test or feel like this imaginary deadlines that people create and you have to follow that helps you actually write better and write more and explore this. Had he not yeah, had that structure, he probably wouldn't have been able to get all of his thoughts out. So, so I, let, let me, uh, a couple of points. First, um, we've talked about this before. One of, you know, probably the most prolific, well, not, not most prolific, but one of the most popular and prolific writers is Stephen King. And he has, he's very famous about having this routine. He gets up every morning, 8 a.m., and writes until 1 p.m. Yeah. And then that's it. And then for the rest of the day, he lives in Maine. He, like, whatever, has yeah. lobster, walks the shore, yeah. or whatever. Um, and he's written a lot about, he actually had a really pretty popular post recently about how he was trying to, some people say, you know, for writing, there's this cliche of quality, not quantity. So a lot of the famous writers had like one or two, um, sort of really famous books and didn't write much else, like a few of them, but (coughs) other ones were more prolific. And he was saying, you know what, it's, there's no, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like I, I like writing it this way. And sometimes my books are, I find they're amazing. Sometimes they're not as good. But for me, I have something like inside me that just wants to like, I need to get it out. Like I need to, I just, that this helps me sort of, he was an alcoholic. It helps me just go get through the day. Cleanse the process. Yeah. yeah. And I want, and I want to ask Herschel, um, when you, when you're writing something a bit longer, do you feel like you're sort of, you feel compelled because you think I should do this. I want to be a writer or is it just some burning thing inside you? That's like, I just want to write this because I think this is like, people should read this. (laughs) It's both. I mean, uh, the racket uh, balance, I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bitches ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, that, you see why it gets annoying, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's why we've like, made it a swear word because it's just like, oh, shut up, man. Uh, no, we should, we're talking yeah. about We should, we should uh, frame it. swap that frame. Or just get cards. Just misogyny. Like, bitches ain't shit. Like, it's way better just to be misogynist to get a point. At least we're taking a fucking no, stance no, no, on something. No, no, no. <laughs> Bitches ain't shit does not refer to women. Bitches is oh, just bitches. It's bro. like a Jay-Z and 99 problems, right? Yeah. And, and no verse in that song is talking about a woman, right? You know what the problem is? It's like okay. a female dog in the second verse, like the canine. So the problem <laughs> I have with the word, using the word bitch is when guys use the word bitch to talk about a generic girl. But if you're talking about a girl that is a bitch, girls also recognize girls that are bitches. You know what I mean? Like there exists, there exists a bitch that is a girl. 
But all girls aren't bitches. Do you know? But to, so there's a difference well, there. Obviously, all girls aren't. No, but that's the way that. No, but that's the way guys talk. No, 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 no. That's the way guys talk. They say, "Yo, this bitch I met last night." Like just as this girl I met last that's night. Some hood rats that you're no, but to. I'm saying people talk like that. That's what. That's the part of it that makes me feel uncomfortable. When girls say like feminists will say, "Don't use the word bitch." I'm like, no. There are girls that are bitches. Yeah, there yeah, are guys yeah. that are bitches. Yes, that I'll say. Yeah. But that's my point too. Is that like. The word bitch, bitch, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the word bitch is not reserved for women. The guys will use bitch for like, yo, that guy's a bitch, like, yeah. or like, you know, in that, stop being a bitch. In the context of bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks, though, yeah. I think uh, it's hard to like argue that that's not misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love to defend hip hop yeah, as much yeah. as possible. It's yeah. like, no, no, that one I have to kind of. I was telling you yesterday, <laughs> I, I quit hip hop for a while after I heard the song pussy money weed and I literally I'm not kidding you it was a car like we were in my cousin's car on the way to Toronto and I was like yo all people talk about in hip hop man is just like pussy money and weed and then he just literally just plays the song and I was like oh my god this is like it can't be more cathartic than this moment right here I have to like take a break from this shit listen to Lupe for a while I don't know man those are three Good topics to ruminate on, I think. I, they uh, are. I, think I love weed. profound. I love women. I know. Yeah. Money is I mean, good uh, sometimes. He's uh, found a way to condense into three nouns. <laughs> he's, and I think that's a very... Uh, he's Twitterized it. Yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's uh, keep going here. So the I responded to your post, Herschel. Wait, 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 wait. He was saying something about... Um, his point where well, you asked him a question. I, mean, I asked, asked right you a question about your sort of your longer post. And he had something to say. So yeah, so, so you, you had a balance. You said it was a balance of... Uh, yeah, so it, you're right that there are moments where I was like, I'm not feeling creatively inspired, but <laughs> I need to sit down and write something because I feel like my day is wasted. I'm not pursuing what I want to do otherwise. Okay. But at the same time, there are those moments when you're like, shit, I have a salient thought. I really want to get this out. And like that... Those are the moments when you love writing, that 5% to 95% where you're like, I have this thought and it's it's beautiful the way I'm able to articulate it. It feels like really like self-masturbatory to be like, yeah, beautiful <laughs> the way I articulate it. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you read, read a lot as a kid? Uh, yeah, I think I, I read quite a bit as a kid. Do so. you think uh, people who read more when they're younger tend to be like, uh, tend to write more when they're older? I, 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 I 100% think that. I, I think they also write better, which I, I think when you were saying, you know, anyone can edit their thing to a certain point, I don't think that's true. So <laughs> I, that's true for me too. I, I read a lot more when I was a kid, but when I am reading, I become a better writer just by yeah, being inspired, just by seeing like good prose. So that's another know? Stephen King. Uh, he has a book called On Writing. And this is one of his points yeah. is, how do you become a better writer? Read more. Read more and just expose yourself. Because sometimes yeah. you don't even, like, uh, you know, it's hard to get inspired with a certain writing style and you just read more and you get acquainted. So I was talking to my, so my Bruce, my friend who wrote the book, I was asking about his process and stuff. Like, well, like, how did he get started? He, he actually goes through, like, he reads for a while. Like, he goes through and, like, reading inspirational, and this was a long time ago, so maybe I'm not completely... Bruce, if you're listening to this. Yeah, he's definitely not listening to this. Um, (laughs) Shut up, Bruce! (laughs) What up, Bruce? Jean-Marc Hassan. That's his pen name. Grand Mentor, buy it. See, I'm plugging it for you, man. We'll we'll put it in the the show notes. So, uh, Virgin gets the precedence, though. (laughs) Yeah. And they sponsor the show. You're going to have us money for this, Bruce. Um, No, but he was telling me he he went through a reading phase, and then he'd, like, read, get, like, like, ideas and how, you know, different authors and this is fiction too so it's a different kind of this was what I was going to ask you to do write fiction and how kind of that salient thoughts are interpreted into that make-believe world but anyways 
then he goes into a writing phase. Like, so there's so kind of category. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to go back to your point because it's interesting. I've, I've had this theory about, you know, you said some people, you think some people will just never get to the same point. Like, not everyone's a Hemingway. Yeah. Um, and I agree with that to a certain extent. But to me, so here's my experience is that I have a lot of, I do some like Photoshop work and some aesthetic work. And some people are like, oh, aesthetic God. work? Aesthetic work. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. I'm doing another design. radio <laughs> joke. I'm raising so, my nose yeah. to <laughs> signify that. Whatever. Like, like the is a pig. Aesthetic work's here. Yeah, but like. Yeah, exactly. I do some aesthetic work. Sorry, sorry. It's just sorry. beautiful stuff. Sorry. No big deal. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. But like. I'll autograph anything okay. for you. Okay, so <laughs> no. It's mostly web design, sometimes like other stuff. But, uh, people will say like, oh, wow, that looks so good. Like, how do you do it? Uh, sometimes, not, not you know, I'm not trying to brag, but for that me... That fucked you over. You're like, oh, no, I'm not good. Don't no, no, no. But for me, I always say like, whenever I do the like, first iteration, it's shit. But the thing that I feel like I do, and I think most people should do, is just be honest with yourself. Don't stop. Some people just just do something like they'll like create whether it's visual or writing and they'll they'll read it and be like I guess that's as good as I can make it and for me I always feel like just just say like no if you can if you can recognize that that doesn't look good you can make it better if that doesn't sound good you can make it better and so a lot of times what I find people do is that they know what they just wrote is not good or maybe it's not as good as it could be, but they just, they don't want to put in the effort or they're like, I don't know how to change it. Just do something, you know, do something. And but it depends on the context. Is it like a romantic pursuit of writing or is it an assignment that's due tomorrow? Whatever it is. Like, like some no, no, it depends. So, on, but I get your point. I get yeah, the yeah. essence of your point. Yeah. I get it. So I guess in, in this context, like what, what you're saying is like someone who's not a good writer, they've, they've, they, uh, if they wanted to improve their writing, they would have to maybe start reading a lot more. And, and then so that's like a month-long pursuit. I need to read a bunch. Then I can take another stab at this. And like what I'm, what I'm saying, though, is if, unless you read it during your formative years a lot, yeah. I feel like sometimes those guys just don't have a sense of how sentence yes, structure... Yes, I, I agree. So, yeah. And that's to my point, too. If you, if you wrote something and you think it sounds good, obviously you're going to stop. But if if some if ten other people read it and say that's shit, then maybe you can say, well, you just haven't read enough because you, you don't recognize that this is actually not particularly good writing. Yeah. Um, but but if my point is that if you write something, and then read it and are honest with yourself, and you're like, that's not good. Just go back, edit it until you feel it's good. And I, if more people did that, um, Jesus, sorry guys, you should have vibrated after the first time, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. Your first. Yeah. First ride, ride um, around, right? <laughs> Grandma paratrooping again. No, this is my uncle. I don't know why. <laughs> so much, everybody's visiting from Russia. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had a family party. Is Putin over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I don't know. You had a thought, Rachel? What were we just talking about? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We're talking about how uh, you got to be honest with yourself when you do these kind of pursuits. We some of the, Honest that, with yourself? With these, what? When you, when you write or when you do aesthetic work? <laughs> yeah. You gotta just be like, oh, I recognize that this isn't good. It could be improved. Yeah, kind of thing. and that's right. how you. Oh, I remember my point. It's that books are the hundred and fiftieth version of that writing process with an editor editing for it, multiple editors sometimes. You know, so many drafts. So you see this polished work, yeah, but you think, haven't seen yeah. like the drafts, the editor. Like one of my favorite podcasts is called Ninety Nine Percent Invisible. Yeah. It talks about design and like. You see, that's the, the fallacy when people see a beautifully designed product because it's 99% invisible. You don't know. You don't know you're experiencing it because you're like, whoa, I'm just 
I'm and that's, here. And, that's exactly. And then people point. just see, and yeah. they're like, you don't know the shit that you went through to get there, right? And they that's the same thing with writing, same thing with like any kind of artistic. Pursuit. So that, that's that's what irks me sometimes. People say like, how do you do this? And I say, just iterate, just go do it and iterate. It's um, a giant for loop. Obviously, some people aren't going to iterate, and then all of a sudden they're going to get like a Cormac McCarthy or like a Hemingway or whatever. But uh, still, I think for the most part, if you can recognize. This is sort of uh, for those people who see S P equals M P. Um, if you can, if you can, general uh, whatever I won't describe. It. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. But if you can recognize that something is not good, can you actually then create something that is good? That's the essence yeah. of, of that problem in computer science. But as yeah. far as aesthetic work goes, I made a joke was like because uh, at work I get asked to do design like postcards and shit, right? Yeah. Like I don't like I think. Like, I would never advertise that skill set because I don't think I have an innate sense of what is aesthetically pleasing, which, okay. is, which is basically the, the prerequisite. What do you mean? What do you, you, mean? Would imagine, what do you like, mean you don't have an innate sense? You, don't, you look at something and you can't tell, you don't feel anything? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I like I think color combination and... How would you pick your outfit out? Yeah. Um, I've seen other guys wear... <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I want an r slash male fashion advice. Frugal <laughs> male fashion advice. No, I, I, Canadian male fashion You're right that uh, there's a certain threshold to which working on something and continuing to change it will can improve it vastly. But yeah. I think... There's a certain degree to which just talent and basic, yeah. yeah. I fucking hate that I'm doing the balancing again. I'm See, sorry. it always I'm comes sorry. out. No, don't say sorry. It's flattering. It's also like ceilings, right? So yeah. like we're, yeah. people talk about sports players and different ceilings, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's like, what's your ceiling? You know, how if you improve it, like you know, how high are you going to get? And I think right. different people will have different ceilings. So right? this is two, two, two. My piece of advice with writing, yours was iterate, yeah. right? Or artistic pursuits. You mentioned Hemingway. Iterate or become an alcoholic. Yeah. Then you're good. That Those are the two <laughs> things, take two avenues. Have you ever tried to write drunk? It's, it's not easy. easy. No, I'm but good at it. <laughs> one, like one, one scotch or like one drink is nice, but there's a limit, you know? After that, I just start like getting way too distracted with like not sitting, not even like going on the internet with like me falling over and like yeah. hitting my face on the side of the road. Okay. So we talked a lot. Um, I think this is probably good. We we didn't mention that one interesting story of the old believers that um, you also uh, I mentioned my post and you responded to. Um, and I think that for me that was just sort of highlighting the fact that we a lot of times we procrastinate because we can. Like if if you if you had to go you know find food every single day, uh, you wouldn't procrastinate because you just you would be dead. And we've we've evolved over you know, millions of years not to do that, right? Like we, yeah. all the people who procrastinated on their food have, have died. Yeah. Their lines have stopped. So I think in essence, we are on some sort of pedestal here. And I don't know if you want to add anything yeah. to that. But. So I have a point about that actually. Yeah. Is, uh, in one of my economic classes at the university and as part of like a game theory experiment, my professor was talking about how like, uh, it wasn't like a game theory experiment, but it's just about like the, the economics of psychology like rational is it, or procrastination is a rational impulse economically like people weigh the cost and benefits of it yeah. like in the example he gave was like when is the best day to quit smoking if you're a smoker and the answer for that is always tomorrow because when you're just starting out smoking the the marginal uh impact on your lungs for the next day of you doing it like i've only been smoking a week who cares i can do it another day yeah and then when you've been smoking for 30 years like well i've been doing it 30 years anyways yeah. so fuck it who cares right this next day 
So like, it's it's always rational in that moment to procrastinate until it's not anymore. So, well, I guess what I'm saying is that like the that it reinforces your point about how like these guys, if they needed to get food, it stopped being rational at that moment. Yeah, I would replace the word rational with intuitive because I think people ra- rational implies logical thought processes and it's more a natural thing because I think one of the things in in uh, the ac- behavioral economics is that we're predictably irrational right like that's a major book yeah, yeah. right so I just say it's intuitive to do that not rational to do well, that well because I think it's rational if you only take into account um, it's logical a certain the, set yeah. of conditions right but if you take into account all of the conditions for instance the long term effects then the rational decision would be like I, I won't smoke but the problem is that, like you said, it's very easy or intuitive, whatever you want to, however you want to call it. It's easier to just focus on these sort of a few set of conditions and say, you know what, given this, I can just continue doing it, right? Or, um, but then if, if you're really honest with yourself, maybe the rational choice would be something else, but it's just very hard to do that. And so often we don't. Well, it's like... Uh... Like, if you take that example, you carry it through to this logical conclusion, oh, I'm going to eat healthy now that I've had a heart attack. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now yeah. that it's become irrational completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The sort of sad part about that is that often that's how society works, right? We don't, yeah. we don't change anything until someone dies or something really bad happens. I mean, honestly, I, I rely on that on, like, in my, um, like, in my depressions. Like, I wait till it gets really, really bad. Like, my room is dirty then I'm like, okay, I've gone to the point where I just can't, I can't fucking move around in my room. I need to clean. I need to like go on this cleanse almost. So that you, it, it's just a natural human tendency. Like you have to, you have to cli- like create a pit to like climb out of it and feel something again, you know? Yeah. Well, on that note. Uplifting. <laughs> 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 I mean, I climbed out of it, so yeah. that's good. Let's climb out of this uh, uh, podcast. I literally you, like, a pile of clothes, like, walking out of your bed, like, <laughs> and did another visual joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hushal has his hands in the air. Uh, all right, well, Hushal, thanks very much for coming on. Yeah, no, it's fun, guys. Thanks for having me. I never like ending it like this, though. No? How do you, why do you want to end it? You guys want to well, we've tried to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Another physical joke. Yeah, That'd yeah. be great. Well, I'll just... I mean, you can... But at that point, we're just gay. It's yeah. not a joke. We're just like, uh, who's going to go too far? <laughs> it's a game of chicken. <laughs> Whoever loses is usually more uncomfortable. But no, this is, this is good. This is fun, I think. It's tough sometimes with three people because there's all sorts of different voices, but I think this is You can't cool. also over try to be over cool with it, the endings, and just like, you know, make it in some one joke or one, you know, statement that goes into the ethos and makes yeah. you linger. We can't stay but longer than our listeners. Uh, we don't have any listeners. We don't have any listeners. <laughs> right, you know who does listen, actually? Yogi. And shout out to him because he messaged me the last time we had it. Right. So give him a shout out because he actually listened to Yogi, shout out to you. If you made it through 54 minutes and 22 seconds of this, yeah. I tip my hat to you, sir. Yeah. And Herschel, uh, you have to ask the question that we end all our podcasts on. Hold on. I want to shout out Yogi real quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Herschel. Shout out my boy Yogi. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we out you. You know what I'm saying? After you had a lot of uh, bad jokes in your life about the bear. And, you know, uh, that must have been hard for you. And uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> there, so ask the question. Uh, so what's the topic next week, guys?